0: Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Footy, footy, it's time to get this party started. Footy, footy, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one. So drop your fucking mitts and now it's time to go Cause it's the footy footy, it's time to get this party started It's the footy footy, it's time to get this party started With Johnny Jimmy Crackers and the Drift JC All we know and all we talk about is footy footy It's time to get this party started tonight You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime Your almost daily footy fix And... Don't say anything we wouldn't want to hear in the papers, et cetera, whatever.
2: Yeah, we're not recording right now. Now, Can I say something? Wait. I'm going to say something to all of you footy guys. Grow up. You fucking grow up. (laughs) (laughs) What's happened, Wenger? What happened? I'm just bugging Nate.
3: (laughs) Come on. Come on.
4: <laughs> you know we're go gonna ahead. go that night.
3: You know we can we, all, can we all agree we had a pretty mature performance against Forge.
4: Very mature, mature. very <laughs> mature. It's yeah, what we love to see. Comparatively, it, yeah, it paid off. Okay, so I think we should probably introduce uh, our guest today. It's funny really Prime by the way, and it's uh this just in. Uh, Wong is here and JC, Craig's here. Jimmy uh, is being a dad. He can't make it. Um, and he's also concerned about what our, our guests will say about him which is the main reason. Dubs, Dubs might jump on later. She's being a mum. I was also being a parent today but I, I made a point to get back in time for the podcast You prioritized us. I appreciate yeah, that I You do, do prioritize us. I mean at yeah. some point someone's going to drive my kid home right? Yeah. I guess So <laughs> She can drive herself yeah. yeah, I think so
5: Ride her horse kids are overrated anyway
4: they are right let's you down every time hey eh, craig uh nate ingham the man between the pipes let it go ottawa we'll, we'll get to that it joins us hey nate welcome back to the show
3: thanks thanks guys uh yeah i was excited <clears throat> tough tough weekend not not how i wanted to spend it no disrespect to you guys but uh it was the one thing that could have cheered me up <laughs> after watching a little cpl playoffs so are, are you able to watch
4: the playoffs? I know some, some guys, if they're not in it, they can't watch it. Are you someone that has to watch it?
3: Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I'm figuring that out. Um, <laughs> the, the play-in game, the 4-5 game, I made a point to come home. out had a dinner and then came home. I was going to throw it on. And then uh, 10 o'clock rolled around, you know, didn't. And then I just it just never went on my TV and not like I was doing anything important. I just, yeah, wasn't ready to watch. And then I watched the two games this weekend. Um, I, to be honest, I love watching, uh, Forge Cavalry play. Um, I like even watching, you know, a a few of these games and then Halifax at home to Pacific was another good one. You know, like I, I, uh, I'm not too butthurt about it. You know, it's a lot of strong, strong teams that are in the playoffs. Um, I gave everything I got this season and, uh, I have no regrets about any, any of that. So, um, at a, at a certain point, you grow up and you get over it, and you enjoy and you learn for next year.
4: Sorry, I thought Craig was talking there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can like I can read Craig's facial expressions, and I can usually tell when he wants to jump in, but I misread that one entirely.
3: So sorry, Craig. Um, well, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough with that delay. You oh, got it timed okay. at three seconds perfectly. Generally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We were talking. I mean, you're making you're joking that you're in this off season spiral right now. Like, what, how are you in the off season? Does it take you a while to decompress and to become like a normal human being? Or, I mean, and how long do you begin preparing for the next season when your season ends?
3: Yeah, um, it's different every year, right? Like, depending on what injuries you're dealing with, uh, depending on you know the stress of season. Um, this last se- six weeks was mentally uh, the most taxing I've ever ever dealt with as a as a professional um so that's been difficult uh the first few days off you're going through your exit medicals your meetings um uh, whatever else whatever loose ends you got to tie up around the stadium and then i generally take 10 to 14 days of just away from everything um and you know eat eat the pizzas and the hamburgers and have a couple soda pops and uh, wait until you really hate yourself when you look in the mirror, and then uh, then I start a three phase plan uh, going into the offseason.
4: So when you when you look in the mirror and hate yourself, so that's when you 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 try and change things because I it's part of my life.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I well,
4: He's for, for the, the average... Wait, Nate, you know you're sliding into footy prime really easily already. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the the, uh, the average person, it's a general rule for the average footballer. It might not work for you and I when you just despise yourself half the time, but, um, no, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a good feeling. You like, I want to be excited to get back in the gym. I want to get, you know, I want my body to recover. And then my first three weeks in the gym, I, I start moving weight and I start you doing a bit of cardio, but basically I'm just priming my body for that second phase, which is when I'm lifting heavy, doing a lot of explosive movements, putting on weight, making the changes that you can't, you don't have the time to do during season. Um, so for me, like uh, lateral movement, explosiveness is always crucial for goalkeepers. Um, want to work on a bit of shoulder and hip mobility. So that'll start in phase one and then carry over into phase two. Um, so yeah, you kinda, I'm just priming my body this first few weeks, um, to just be able to do the workouts, uh, for the main stage. And then, uh, yeah, kind of go from there. Um, but this, yeah, for the first 10 days, it's yeah, definitely, definitely not how a normal professional would treat themselves on a regular basis. might be longer silent diet actually i don't know how much
5: time do you actually have between between seasons
3: uh it depends so last year i finished in november early november and then i um i was away in mexico uh, the very beginning of january so it was two weeks and i i was six weeks in the gym pretty hard um so i would say two weeks off legitimately this year is going to be a little bit different i think it's going to be a little bit longer. Uh, I don't have any plans to go anywhere, but I am kind of, as I did last year, kind of shaping up to try and be ready for early January, just in case I have uh, uh, any sort of preseason that I get called to or uh, anything I got to be ready for.
4: I mean, you, you had a really good season individually, right? I mean, All State Night is what they called you. Um, so I imagine not much really changes for you, apart from it's a shorter, sorry, a longer off season for you this time around. As far as what you know you need to do to be ready for next season, is it pretty much the exact same program as last season?
3: Um, Yeah, very similar. I mean, Craig can speak to this as well. When you're a goalkeeper, I really feel like you're as good as your team, you know? At no point would I say this this was a successful season for me individually or as a group. I also had kind of a freak injury where I, I broke my head, a boxer's fracture in my hand, and the ligament kind of tore off the bone on my pinky, so... I was forced out for six weeks or so missed a chunk of games, which I'm not happy about. I'm glad it wasn't soft tissue. Like I'm glad my body's doing well. And it was just happened to be a kind of a bone injury. Um, but yeah, as far as off season goes, I got a really good off season coach, um, out of Calgary named coach Olivia. She works with 11 performance. And, uh, she kind of took over my off season regime a couple of years ago and I've made serious improvements have been very healthy. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of the same. I kind of tell her what I want to work on and she takes care of it and I trust her fully, um, you know, and that's what she gets paid for.
2: Your spiral, sorry, sorry, Craig, I saw you were just about to talk too, but your spiral can't last that long because you're doing other things on the side. And I, I was reading Adam Jenkins, so two things, Adam Jenkins wrote that you, you're the first keeper in CPL to, to log 300 saves, so congratulations uh that's pretty cool um it also shows that i watch uh cpl and uh one soccer so there you go guys (laughs) (laughs) the second thing is (laughs) i'm brown nosing um you you're working at at a at a restaurant you have all the stuff going on the side do you want to give us a little update Mm -hmm. on kind of your your spiral slash your other life this is kind of cool
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've been in hospitality since I was about twelve years old. I have my undergrad in uh, in the same thing from Florida Gulf Coast, um, and then I left school early to play professionally. So I still had to do uh, internships while I was gone. So my first professional contract, I was kind of like quietly working on the side, and then I never got away from it. So over the last decade or so, uh, while well, kind of simultaneously playing and, and doing everything, I've. Made some serious improvements in my hospitality career, and I've just taken over at Matzi in Ottawa. Um, it's a and it? steakhouse.
2: Sorry, Sorry Matt, that where's that? Where is it, Nate? In in That's Ottawa. That's in
3: uh, Little Italy uh, okay. on Preston Street. Yep. Um, so just taken over as the executive bar director there, I'm in charge of all operations, uh, creativity, um, hiring, training, all that stuff, of course, um, which is you know something I never thought I'd be able to do while I was still playing, but. We had our bar manager move on to um, some bigger and better things that were really exciting for him and uh, they couldn't quite find someone to um, step up and do it. A couple of the people we wanted to hire just weren't at the level and uh, the timing with my season ended up meaning that I took over. Um, so uh, I've, I've been doing that and I've got creative control of our speakeasy downstairs now as well, which we have exciting plans for We're renovating right now, but some really exciting things coming there. And then uh, I've actually just got contracted and commissioned to do a drink menu at another restaurant, um, which uh, I've just done successfully. And I'm going to go in and train their staff uh, actually tonight on that menu. And so, yeah, just been really busy, which I'm thankful for just because of how stressful the soccer season was. And, you know, I think I might have be down in the dumps a little bit on the couch this week otherwise, uh, but instead it's been an extremely busy uh, transition period for me um, and very healthy as well
5: you've done a really great job it seems balancing your life and also using the game to to better yourself obviously educational wise as, as well as what you're doing away from the pitch right now what, what advice would you give a lot of young soccer players because I give them the advice that if you have a chance to get an education you should really take it that you know to try to make extreme amounts of money at this game or getting to the very top end is very very Long shot. So if you got something to back yourself up on, that's what you gotta do. And it just seems as though you've done that really, really well. And the CPL has played a major role in that, I guess with the timing, I suppose, as well, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I you know, I'm the same as you. The education is so important for me. And uh, my parents did such a good job of of kind of putting that in my head. And we were realistic, right? I was, I was coming from Keswick. I, you know, it's not a soccer town. There was, there's no chance I was playing soccer professionally. There wasn't any pro teams when I was growing up until, you know, 14 or so, I think TFC came around. And uh, so it was like, okay, at a certain point, I think when I was 14, it was like, oh, I have a chance to get a scholarship, right? Tom Croft uh, was running a team out of Ajax and kind of put that in my head. So that was the goal. Then I I went to university and the head coach after my first season, I had a good first season. And I remember watching the draft and seeing some of the goalies that got drafted. Um, and we played against one or two of them. And I talked to my head coach. I was like, Hey, you know what? Like, I think if I, if I train hard and like have a few more good seasons, like, I, I think I could play pro. And he was like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So I didn't realize it was an option. It, and like, <laughs> I'll always remember those kind of conversations. So it's been very step-by-step for me. Um, and I was always so busy. Yeah. I was a multi-sport athlete in high school. Um, in university, uh, you're playing, you're training every day. It's, it's probably more taxing than a professional schedule um, with the amount of games and training sessions and everything else, even though it's condensed, um, it's crazy. And then you're going to class for 20 hours a week or whatever it is. Um, and then it, again, it was my first professional contract where all I had to do was go to practice and they fed me breakfast and they fed me lunch. And I, I didn't know what to do myself. I was done at noon and I had like no friends in the city. I didn't know anyone there. I had a couple of teammates. They they have friends, family, whatever, or you know they just kind of play their video games here. And uh, I realized how much free time I had, like in a, a substantial amount of free time. Um, and uh, I've just found ways to use it. I don't. I really don't do well um, when I'm being lazy. And I I find when I'm not doing much, I I don't find much motivation other than that. So if you give me a week to do nothing and just play soccer, I'll spend a you know let's say uh, for number sake. 15 hours on the couch. Um, but if you put me in the restaurant and I'm working four or five days a week, or I'll never do that during season, but two, three days a week. Um, and then I have a free day to sit on the couch. I won't, I'll go for a walk or I'll read or I'm way better with my time when I'm busy. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, so for me, yeah, I just, I I don't know. I don't know where this thing came from, where, uh, you have a game, so you, you can't do anything like if I have a 7 PM game. Does, some guys are like, oh, I can't go for a walk. I'll get tired. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> we used to play three games a day when we were young. We used to, you know, I would go from basketball practice to soccer. Like, my body works pretty good. I don't need to, you know, be a zombie. Um, I'll go for a walk. I'll go grab a coffee if we're on the road. Or, you know, I still live a pretty normal day. Um, I just make sure my meals and my hydration's good. And uh, I get a nap if I'm tired. But, yeah, just listen to the body. And then during the season, yeah, I mean, my career's going to end soon. You guys know what that's like. And I've also sat across for some people who thought the next contract was coming and they thought they were going to play till they were 35 or 36 or whatever. And they're done at 23 and uh, they don't have an education and they don't have a backup plan. And, uh, you know, good friends of mine. And it's just a really tough thing to watch. And I remember being quite young and going like, that can't be me. You know, I just, it would, it would kill me. So. Um, so for all those reasons, uh, yeah, I'll I'll always be busy on the side. And, um, if your body can do it and you're successful in both lines of work or whatever you want to do, um, it's a great time to use the game, to work on your hobbies or work on your second career.
4: Yeah. I mean, to that point, um, you are extremely busy. Most, many, many footballers at this point are working on their badges for coaching. You're working on your badges to become a sommelier. Yeah. How, how close are you to that? And I mean, is uh, post, post-playing career, do you see yourself going into hospitality more so than, than staying in the game?
3: I actually have no idea, but my, my number one goal is um, keeping as many doors open for whatever comes. So mm. I do have my National B um, coaching badges as well. Um, luckily, not luckily, but thankfully and uh, respectfully, the C, uh, Canada Soccer set up an expedited program for CPL players a couple years ago. And uh, I went through it that way. Um, and then, yeah, I'm working on my WSET level three, which is um, an advanced sommelier's uh, license um, or accreditation, uh, which I'll be writing that exam in January this year. Um, and then that's the last level before you would get into what's called either a diploma or a master, um, which is uh, which is, you know, the master, I believe only 250 people have it in the world. Um, so I'll be the one step below that, um, which I'm happy with personally. I'm, I'd be happy. Are, with are you I'm- though,
4: Nate? I, from what you're saying, here, <laughs> yeah. I've got a suspicion that, that you're, you're not happy with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not sure. I think at the moment I am happy with that. Um, if I do make uh, hospitality my full-time career down the road, and I do want to focus solely on wine, um, that's an option. But uh, for the time being, I'm I'm more of a behind the bar guy. I do have a lot of um, experience in the kitchen. And now i have a fair bit of knowledge in the wine world and that's just something where if i take over as a gm or if i own a place or whatever the the case may be i just want to be able to understand each position in the restaurant i want whoever i hire to have the respect for me we're able to have a dialogue about things that need to be done Um, and it's just it's more about just learning and making sure i'm well versed for something that might come up in the future uh the same way i feel about my coaching badges in soccer same way, way I feel about you know having as successful as a planned career as I can have. Um, it's just keeping doors open for what might happen.
5: Have you ever thought about talking to up-and-comers about what you're doing? Because I tell you what, it's very inspirational and it puts us to shame. I got to tell you, I, I feel like a sack of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: because of <laughs>
4: This
3: is a uh, I, I, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. I don't know if I've ever suited up at Old Trafford or, or anywhere. <laughs>
5: <You know>? well, <laughs> on,
3: our man. playing careers looked a little bit different.
5: It's,
2: uh, um, yeah, hold on a minute. Sorry, there. Nate. I, I'm gonna tell you something. You you remind me of uh, of Liam Neeson in the movie Taken. I've got oh, a I certain amount of particular set of skills, skills I've acquired over a very long career. I was thinking
4: Liam Neeson in extras myself. <laughs> <laughs> remember that
3: scene with Ricky Gervais?
4: I Longer, uh, you, you got YouTube afterwards. You got Google. That's that's anyway,
3: Wonger obviously hasn't seen me in a street fight. It's uh, <laughs> not the best comparison, I'll tell you what. Uh um, yeah, no, no to, to answer your question, Craig, I've never thought about it. Um, I, I, I don't really think of it as uh, i I'm certainly not as you put it. I, I appreciate you saying that. It's really kind. Um, but no, I just, it's kind of, everything's just kind of happened. It's all been one step at a time. Um, I'm really thankful for it now. I feel very well-rounded, um, as a footballer and as a, you know, a day-to-day person, um, happy how it shaped me, but yeah, definitely, definitely haven't thought about, you know, speaking to anyone about it. I just, uh, I don't know, I've just been kind of going going through it, and here I am.
4: So your, your level of expertise of wine now, so if I gave you a glass of wine, you'd have a good, pretty good idea of what the region, where it's from, the tannins. Like, where, where are we at right now with your expertise?
3: Yeah, you know what? I could give you, uh, you know, like a one-minute um, synopsis if you had a glass of wine in front of you how to quickly figure out um, what the acid level is, what the alcohol level is, what the tannin level is, if it's a red wine, um, what the color uh, and the body of it.
4: Looks like we just lost back? Nate, but we will, uh, we'll get back shortly. I hope we'll, we'll keep on trying here. But in, in the meantime, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, self-loathing scale, like one to 10 shits. I'm not going to 10 shit right now listening to Nate. And all <sighs> he does... You know, he's, he's got a plan, he's ambitious, he's doing a variety of things, giving himself mm-hmm. options, and here we good are on the podcast. a podcast. Good looking guy.
2: Too good looking, works at a top Ottawa restaurant, uh, seems like he has everything going for him. I hope yeah. he uh, sits on the couch more, so he yeah, can compete, compete against us in my 38 all, hours this weekend.
4: All that ambition <laughs> can be can be stripped away pretty quickly. Yeah, every time, every time, every time I couch. sit down
0: on the couch, I'm gonna feel like a piece of garbage now. Yeah, yeah for about five <laughs> what, minutes. What
2: would Nate do? Well, you yeah. know what, you know what JC did this weekend? He got us an OnlyFans account. He <laughs> did.
5: That's oh, it, boys. Yeah. We're coming.
4: Got some Coming.
5: No way. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
0: What's it you called? Know. Oh, it's footy prime, it's only it's footy prime only fans. So, so we, what's the next step? No Tracy? Well, the next step is we really got to look at what we're comfortable doing. You see, <laughs> I know Dan is up for almost anything. And I know Craig had Craig had uh, said that he would, well, actually um, fake Jimmy Brennan, AKA James Sharman said that you do anything for 20 million. I can't promise that we'll make 20 million, but if we do something for 20 bucks, a million times, that's right. 20. So, you know what I mean? So we're we're going to come up with some I think we'll come up with some really cool stuff, some stuff that you that, you know, some after hours stuff. Not right. necessarily sexual. But we'll right. come up with some cool stuff and at the moment we're not
4: going to charge for it. Uh as long as I'm not too sore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it might be sexual, just for the record it's not we're not saying it's not going to be sexual. That's yeah. I think Craig hey.
0: filling a dishwasher might have to be the first uh the first one. And you know what on that note, why don't we uh why don't we see what uh what? Let's see what Nate thinks about uh, our OnlyFans account. Nate, yeah. what do you think of the? We just launched our Footy Prime OnlyFans account. Uh, what do you think of that? Would you like to oh, see, uh, make a guest appearance?
3: That's insane. You guys will make a killing.
2: Uh, it's gonna be a cock off. <laughs> so we're do full cock off in the shower. Well, listen, to, Craig, Craig, guys.
4: Hall of Fame goalkeeper, you know, Candace Gray's ever goalkeeper, did suggest that he might be willing to su- shove a gerbil up his ass <laughs> for, for the right man money. So, just so you know, um, stay tuned to. It was to 20 million, and socials. don't kid
5: yourself, you'd be shoving it up your ass. <laughs> 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 well, not the same gerbil. <laughs> it'd be a different,
3: it'd be a fresh one. Yeah, hey, where You have to get well rounded. The same, the same general ten, ten millions right. a lot. That's <laughs> a lot, right? If we're yeah. chucking numbers, yeah,
4: you can get the best no. doctors for that to to sew you up up afterwards. Anyway, back to with the conversation, Nate. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so
3: what I was saying is, you you kind of go through like you just check the boxes of, um, you know, what the the levels of the wine are, and then because you've studied because you know um, tendencies or characteristics of wines from different parts of the world, you just kind of put it where it lines up so whether it's the flavor profile uh, acidity alcohol the rest of it um you know those are all tendencies of wine in italy then uh, you know you can kind of put it into regions from there uh the better you get at it obviously um there's some there's some tricky bits about it but the reality is just practicing um a lot of tastings a lot of uh, a lot of reading um and as i always say it's nice uh, when you have a sommelier designation or at least you're studying for it people can't call you an alcoholic um they gotta call you a professional so <laughs> you'd love it sharps <laughs> yeah sounds good to me actually your, your old
4: gaffer your old gaffer jimmy amir to us um that he was on a wine tour in niagara and we're to several places and one of the stops the guy beside him was was taking the sips and spitting it out and jimmy didn't realize that's what you're supposed to do when you taste wine he, he gave I, the guy some shit saying, what are you doing, man? Like, wait. I guess well, that's kind of what you're supposed to be doing here. So some people are Philistines and some people are also called Jimmy Brennan. Um, so <laughs> what, what is your, what would you say is, hey, hey by the way, Amy Walsh, another Hall of Fame has just popped by. Hey, Dubs, welcome in. Nate's wow. here.
3: Hey, how are you? What a treat. Hey, Amy, how are you doing?
6: Hey, Nate, I'm good. How about you?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Oh hey Nate! My God! God. I, I, I
6: you shut up! We're,
4: we're, we're talking about wine right now, Dubs.
3: Wine? I would appreciate so, some better questions, so it's good having you.
6: Oh, God. Uh, here we go.
4: Hey Nate, remember what we talked about before? It's off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> hey Nate, one more wine question though. Before well, my my last wine question though is okay. so, have you become a wine snob? I mean, when you're just you know hanging out at home, want a bottle of wine, you're not gonna blow five hundred bucks in a bottle. So what is your kind of price range? What can I spend to get a good bottle of wine? I like wine. I'll spend 20 bucks on a bottle of wine and get a decent bottle. Yep. Is that yep. fair? Or is that oh, way absolutely. below what I should be spending?
3: Absolutely. It's crazy to me that you don't think my CPL salary can get me 500 <laughs> bottles of wine every day and the night or every night of the week, rather. But, um, no, so the reason I actually got into the wine side of things is because there's been this weird stigma with wine. It's a very like posh community. It's a bit pretentious, in my opinion. Um, and there's this intimidation factor that goes along with it. You look at a menu, you get a little scared. There's a couple words you can't pronounce. You're afraid to order what you actually want. You're afraid to ask questions. Um, that's not how it should be. So like my whole goal of learning all this is to learn it and then dumb it down for the average person for who I was. Um, because I liked wine, but I didn't know how to order it. I didn't know how to explain it. I got nervous. I thought if I didn't, I, I pretended I knew a little bit more than I I did. I think a lot of people get tricked into that. Um, so, so no, it's a great question. I'll never be a wine snob. Um, you can get a really good bottle for 20 bucks. Absolutely. Um, you can get a, a bad bottle. That's over a hundred dollars. It, it happens all the time. Um, and it's whatever you like, it's your flavor profile, right? So if you like a certain type of grape or a certain type of wine, that's what I like figuring out with people It's like, all right, what do you usually drink? Okay. What kind of flavors do you like? You know, do you, let's say if we're on white wine, early question, be like, okay, do you like more? You know a baked apple pear or do you like more like a tangy passion fruit lime right and that's an baked, easy baked one right apple
2: pair of what pair of, what?
1: <laughs> pair of just, pants
2: just a <laughs> pear, buddy <laughs> oh because craig can't do that one
3: <laughs> uh we'll get him on the the tropical one um so so you just kind of you get people in a ballpark and then you find out like let's say charms if you really like um you know zinfandel from california it's like okay well it's got a cousin grape or a clone grape over from italy called primitivo you'll probably like that it will have a lot of similar structure but maybe slight different like a slightly different flavor profile um if you like you know pinot noir is the lighter wine it's like okay let me get you on a gamay or Grenache or something um you know you can do whatever but it's just getting people to try things that they haven't had before finding out new things that they like uh and and the first question you should ask if you go to a restaurant there's Somalia, just tell him right away. Like what I would do is, okay, I got a hundred dollars to spend on a bottle of wine. Here's kind of the things I like and let him take you, you know, or okay. let her take you through the menu. Um, it, there should be no hesitation that you should, if money should be, you shouldn't be like, oh, I don't hope they don't sell me on a big bottle or, you know, it's like, all right, I want to spend a hundred dollars on a bottle. of wine. I don't care how long you've been saving for it. Um, and, uh, and we'll sort you out. So, um, no, not a wine snob. We'll never be. And let's get that out of the wine world.
6: I just like to have you on speed dial. Be like sommelier, yeah. garçon. Yeah. I have Nate on speed dial. Can you speak to him, please? I like red.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, I get a lot of text messages, a lot of anniversary birthdays. Um, I'm cooking this for dinner. What do you recommend? So you can right be added on. to that list. No problem. Line's always open.
4: Well, and that note, I'm right now. I'm running really into McManus, the Cab Sob. Yep, yeah. So it's like I'm just downing it by the gallon. Um, okay, is there any other similar wine? I said, to, to try?
3: Absolutely. Like so you're new world there so you're going to get like heavy oak flavors so you're kind of um you like that's all new world, or new oak, American oak often. Um and then if you get into Australia, California, even Spanish like maybe a Spanish Rioja, um you'll uh, find similar flavor profiles that's uh, I've been that, all over those Rioja. A uh, couple new oak um kind of wines okay. as well, like a reserve like uh, the aging process for Reservas and Grand Reservas in Spain is how long they sit in the barrel so if you look at Reservas Grand Reservas it's you know 18 months or so uh, you're going to get more of those flavors that you probably like uh, so maybe check that out on your next next venture
4: I will no thank you. that's great advice I, I just love this I mean you must be great in the locker room because I, I, I hear some of the some of the stories of Craig and Jimmy and like I mean I, it's, the, the world's changed the game can be great in a nightclub <laughs>
3: no it's no, it's, 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 no this uh not a lot of wine talk in the, the locker
4: room that. yeah you must be doing all right for yourself um <laughs> <laughs> so um okay let, let's we've got Keeping to ask you you about the locker room <laughs> we've got to ask you about the uh i mean it's, it's more wine questions go ahead guys but we've got to ask you about the uh that presser right Cause yeah we love it. yeah of course it's brilliant After the york game um obviously it's a tough end of the season uh down the stretch for for ottawa um, you know, we, we talked about it on the one soccer show on, on this podcast. And I think the consensus was, you know, you're well within your rights to do that. You, you took on the group as a whole. You didn't pick individuals and that may have been done in the room, but how was that? How, how would the team react to that? Do you think? And looking back now, are, are you still standing by what you said?
3: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent stand by it. And obviously we were dealing with these problems for five or six weeks. And, and Craig, uh, I know you've been a part of um, it, it'd be way more difficult over in England, right, when you're dealing with uh, relegation, whatever else. Um, and just trying to get out of a hole, um, you try everything, right? Like the coaching staff's trying everything, the leadership group's trying everything to just get guys motivated to get guys over losses or whatever.:
1: Ready to pop the question?
3: Ever. And that ended up being in a, a, our second-last game of the season when we just lost the power to hold our own fate for playoffs. And that was, like, the last kind of attempt to get a spark. Um, the one thing I didn't like is One Soccer edited it, so I answered a couple of questions, and I like, the, the first thing I said was um, they asked what's going on at the end of games, and I was just like, listen, I'm not really sure, but I also don't think it's my job to figure it out. Um, my job is to keep the ball out in the net, organize the back line, motivate them. And I've been failing, like I failed in that regard. And then I kind of went on a, a bit of a tangent and they took out the whole beginning. So I made a point to say that in the locker room, uh, in, w- during our meeting, our, our, uh, our, coach wanted me to say something again, um, you know, just backed me up, which was, uh, which was, uh, reassuring. And then he said, if there's anything you want to add, and I just added that. Um, but so yeah, it's that's so really difficult. interesting
2: Nate though, that, that it, the context completely cut, and the backup from the coach really yeah. adds to the flavor and of that narrative too which is definitely
3: important. Yeah. definitely and it's not like a, it was cr- like like you said it's all we, it's all us um it was just a disappointing difficult time i think the reaction was really good we had a really good week of training it got chippy as it does at that time of year and guys are fighting for jobs and contracts and everything else it was well received by the group it was i think it got more traction on social media than maybe it, it should have but um but yeah it's just an it's just an honest answer right it's just how how I felt. And I didn't like what I saw after the game. There was a, like, w- that game was just devastating. And then there's guys talking to, you know, friends on the other team. And, um, the supporters said not every one of us went over to thank them for making the trip, which really didn't sit well with me. Um, and then we're in the locker room and like, uh, you know, right on the phones right away. And it just felt like we didn't care enough, um, as a whole. And, uh, so that's, that's when it came out. I was just kind of, blood was still boiling from that. And um, and uh, we got it right. Unfortunately, York won their game, but we, we, we beat Forge and the group had a great reaction. And, you know, it's a it's a very con- very small consolation prize, but we can take that, move it into next year. We saw how good Forge was on the weekend uh, beating Calgary. And knowing that we beat them at their place 1-0 the last game of the season is, I mean, something to be said to the, about that, so...
4: Do you have uh, any, any thoughts about what might transpire the next couple of weeks in in the CPL? Listen, good games, interesting games. Uh, and like I said, Forge find a way once again, the host in the final now in a couple of weeks' time. But Pacific against Cal- Calvary should be a fascinating tilt.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And there's, there's a little bit of history there, right? Pacific went away to Calvary in uh, 2021, beat them. Um, and then... Uh, went on to beat Forge in the final at Forge, right? So they're probably pushing that narrative in the locker room, going, we can do it again, you know? Stars have aligned, we're going to do it again. So that's probably what's motivating them, and they still have a handful of guys that were there. Like, Aparicio was a huge piece of that. Um, It was before Didit she got there.
4: Looks like we've lost uh, Nate again. We'll we'll try and get him back. Um, But, yeah, those, (laughs) over the weekend, I mean, there was drama in those games. Craig, I mean, the own goal... In, in the fr- uh, the early game on Saturday to, to cement Pacific in in the final. When you when you watch that you got a feel for a defender and the goalkeeper, don't you? I mean that was just a
5: painful way to, to lose the match. I didn't actually see that, but were you talking about Forge to get to the final? So you said Pacific in the final?
4: Pacific, no, in the city their 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 playoff, the first one, right?
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't see you didn't I see just it? Okay, I find it one. amazing. We'll talk, we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what Bobby Bobby Smirniotis is Bobby Smirniotis has done at uh, Forge. Which is this his fifth final in a row? Like he's just getting very used to this. And he hasn't won the uh, Coach of the Year yet. You're saying right? That's amazing.
4: Wow. I guess it comes to a point though, Dubs. Right with with coaches and even players, where you know you just assume they'll be great and they'll do a great job, and perhaps they they lose some votes for that reason. They're doing what's expected, but actually if you break it down, what they're doing is incredible.
6: Yeah, that that bar is already set really high. So you almost have to exceed that every single year. And I think forge the quality that they put out, I think, but also the resources at their disposal. I mean, I think some other, I I saw some chatter on Twitter today and people talking about the fact that the, the primary owners of CPL, like maybe afford them a little bit more, but I don't think that's true necessarily. I think a lot of credit should be given to Bobby and his coaching staff. And my friend Kit, I was talking to Kit um, Saladopoulos, who's a longtime assistant there and, and all of their, I mean, Becker again, like showing up like big players show up in big games. Right. And, and uh, I think, yeah, full credit to them because they looked like they were struggling. They went on quite a slide, I think mid season um, where they weren't, they weren't in great form at all. And, uh, you know, again, great teams, great coaches. They find a way to, to get these important wins when it matters. And, and certainly now, and I mean, you go back to your point and Forrest's point about maybe Bobby not getting the recognition that he, that he deserves. I think he's, he's widely regarded as one of the great coaches in Canada, but it seems hilarious to me um, or ridiculous that he's not never won coach of the year.
2: It says um, Gandalf beard. Let's be honest. Yeah. It could that beard be it. is doing not doing him any favors in the voting it's intimidating
6: i he's think a it wizard. is i think you it don't... adds i think it adds to the mystique
2: i don't think you could vote for that mystique it elevates him too much <laughs> <At the same laughs> i think time, he's the...
6: like maybe it looks like he's hiding something he's got like the tactics magnets in there like maybe yeah. he has like other things in there if his scheme is just all in his beard
1: <laughs>
4: it's, it's a great cool cool beard yeah, he yeah. yeah, has got a few trophies in there for sure. Hey, Nate's back now. Nate, you there? Can you hear us? Yeah.
3: Didn't we hear you? Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what's going on with the Wi Fi. I'm really starting to feel for Craig. I, I shouldn't have made jokes earlier. <laughs> hey, see? See? <laughs> I've, never, beard, I've never man. wanted to- Never want to chuck my phone out the window so hard in my life.
4: <laughs> oh, it's frustrating, right? I know. And we get abuse you know, we got abuse last week. I mentioned it in the last podcast how someone called us out for all the the dead air. And it's like, well, it's not usually just dead air, it's because the internet connections aren't always the greatest. Um, do you, do you watch much football outside CPL? I mean, listen, you've got no time in your hands, you know, apparently you you hate couches, you know, and doing what we all do for thirty hours a week. Um, do do you spend much time watching other leagues in the, for example, yeah. the Nationals this, this weekend.
3: I try to. I definitely try to. I, I always follow Canada, of course. Um, I like watching the Canadian teams in the MLS. You know, I I was always always a goal of mine to to join one of them, but I uh, love seeing them do well. And anything that will move country, uh, soccer ahead in this country is uh, something big for me. Um, and then uh, the Prem, you know, we grew up with Soccer Saturday. You get a game a week if you're lucky, if you can wake up early enough. Um, and then it's just kind of grown. Um I got Fubo. What a, what a platform Fubo is. Hey eh, guys. It sure we is. Love Fubo. We a got a it, look at you, good. Nate.
2: You know what you're doing at that, <laughs> that, on that
3: avatar. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, I try and keep up with the Prem. I was a huge Leeds fan when they came up um and the way uh, Bielsa had them playing. And then uh, unfortunately they went back down, but um yeah, I'm just a, like a huge fan of good football. I don't really support anyone in particular, but the way Brighton's playing lately, um, really fun. I like to tune in to watch them. Obviously, City's just, I mean, I don't know. Whatever Pep does with his teams is pretty special. Don't know how uh, how long we'll be able to watch that for or how long he'll be at the reins. But um, yeah, I always try and catch those games.
4: It's all right. Brighton's deservedly will be at City in no time when, when <laughs> Pep leaves. <is happy laughs> That's yeah, what's going to happen. happen. Pep will go wherever he wants. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know what? I've got to tell you, though, guys, and Craig Dubbs, you can jump in here as well, um, you know, international breaks. I love international football, but it just seems that, and, and we, we whine about it the last few months, I do miss the Prem when it steps away for a weekend. It's been so compelling so far, and I'm having real difficulty embracing these internationals. I, I don't know whether it's because they're harder to watch, harder to find these games compared to previous, previous years, but do I really care about Euro qualifying at this point? You know, do I really care about Nations League's friendlies? I mean, Christ, no. I mean, although I
5: did watch, obviously, Canada, and I did watch England. You know, you know what you could have watched? You could have watched, watched some WSL.
6: I was mm-hmm. going to say, way to go, Craig Forrest.
5: You fucking kiss us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You could also watch Liechtenstein uh, against uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. You could have watched San Marino versus Northern Ireland. And you could have looked at our bet that Dubs made and lost for us again <laughs> for that hundredth time. We've been doing this probably what eight weeks, ten weeks, and I don't know how she's already racked up fourteen losses. It's incredible. Fourteen
6: losses. <laughs>
2: you, I'm gonna ban you from betting for a while. I'm I gonna see how we should.
6: do. Could I know you sent this. <tale>.
4: <laughs> was <laughs> it just, was <laughs> that you should? She wants to be banned. What was it only Dubs that, that failed? I Was don't know. Only, I no, just they, wanted to go off on dubs. JC, so in. In. JC, can you check to see? Uh, I know that our supporters group actually won their bet at their parlay. They did. They so did. thank you for, for that, because although it's going to be a very basic coffin at this point, we can at this point go to the Undertaker. <laughs> and our friend, <laughs> Carrie it's Ryan. It's just a
6: hole. It's just our, a hole in the ground <laughs> at this point.
2: Our, our friend, Carrie Ryan, flew all the way across to watch the Wanderers play Pacific from... Vancouver to Halifax 28 hours it said she said she it took her and to get that result felt badly for her and actually I felt bad for Halifax I know we it's great you feel for,
6: bad for me then because I backed Halifax and so I think
2: this is why I'm upset with you you went with your heart you don't and that's with what your lost our
0: five, <laughs> we,
2: we five dollars we had the
0: chance of winning up to fifty dollars we okay, well, ended it's- up losing $5. Wah, wah. <laughs> but it was well, a riveting, riveting uh, bet. Amy, well, I'm, I'm, I love that. See, Amy is loyal. She's loyal to the people that support yeah. her and us. So, Amy, I commend you. But I also condemn you for losing <laughs> us <the bet. laughs>
6: I like the first bit. Edit the second bit I know. I,
4: I'm sorry. I'm, I could never be mad at you. Was yeah. it the WSL though? You bet on Dubs. I forget now. No,
3: no she bet on Halifax.
6: No,
4: oh, Halifax. Oh, sorry, it was Halifax. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, w- so
3: I, will say, ground. I will say Dubs. I think I think that's a good bet. Sometimes you can make a bet and lose and still feel feel comfortable with your decision because Halifax was good on the day. They, you know, they probably deserved a little more out of the game. They were pressing pretty hard. Obviously, credit to Pacific, but. Um, I think it's a good bet uh, to back Halifax at home well, in their form. it wasn't. Well, you one. can tell that to, you
0: can tell that to Craig Forrest when we're wrapping them up in garbage bags, <laughs> <laughs> dumping him in the river.
6: <laughs> See, I think we should add every week there should be how Amy's fucked the parlay, but then a qualifier. <laughs> it was a good bet. I bet with my heart. I bet with my gut. It was a, it was a good feel, you know.
4: And as every gambler will tell you, Dubs, you always bet with your heart
5: yeah right you know?
6: this is why you don't bet but you know my backup bet was wsl that yeah. big comeback
5: that will be the first episode
6: like forest uh. <laughs> what's going on craig, what's
4: happening it's the, it's the internet <laughs> wobble
0: into wobble there we Maybe go instead of getting craig a casket we could spend some money on his internet
2: yeah absolutely yes. absolutely we're, we're gonna buy him a new uh we're gonna buy him a new computer the other thing we have to talk about so what's the playoff matchups now it is cal calgary and pacific right the next match correct
3: yes calgary's at home to pacific on the weekend on saturday yeah and then the winner will play the following saturday in hamilton
2: i have to i like this playoff system and i think it's great so nate give us your kind of top review of what you think is going to happen
3: um I would never, in this situation, I would never, like I said, the the narrative at Pacific is this is how we won it in 2021. Merriman's at the wheel now. He was there as an assistant. I'm sure this is what they're pushing, right? Who doesn't um, like
6: Merriman at the wheel? I'm just going to say.
3: <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> hey, Amy. Oh, right, my Nick? God. What a, <laughs> what a jawline. a <laughs> um, no, don't
6: about the betting line. What a jawline.
3: <laughs> Um. So, but um, what Tommy's done with Calgary and that group, that's an experienced group that's been together um, and they've looked really good this year. They ran away with it at the end. They're in good form. Um, so I wouldn't bet against them. You know, I think Calgary's safe money. Um, who knows what's going to happen? If uh, you had to
2: lean, if you had to you lean, have, lean yeah, a you'd, direction, you go Calgary?
3: Yeah, you lean on Calgary for sure. Um, they beat them in the regular season by 15 points or so. Um, they're at home. Uh, it's a very good team. Um, they want another crack at Forge as well. So let's say, let's say, if you're leaning one way, you, I would lean towards Calgary. Um, and then Forge is uh, what an impressive performance. Um, truly, I. It reminded me of the final last year. It's like uh, we played them four times throughout the regular season. All the games looked a certain way, and I felt like we couldn't touch them in the final. And uh, without Becker as well, um, what Bobby's done there is so impressive. Uh, I heard Amy touching on it a little bit, agreed with everything she said, a hundred percent. And uh, they've got a few guys that have been around to step up in big moments. You know, Becker scoring an absolute banger, like a tough finish on the hop, like a quick hop up on them. Um, great goal. Uh, yeah. They're a playoff team. And I mean, the media talks about it. The guys around the league know it, you know, they've earned that and they know that they're in the heads of anyone they play in the playoffs. Um, so, uh, again, I, I find it hard to believe after they get that win in Calgary, not to uh, back them against whoever they get in the final. Um, you know, as much as, uh, people might not like to say it, that's, uh, until they are, uh, dethroned. That's, that's the reality.
4: I think it's good, right, for a league to have that, that all encompassing dominant beast, um, you know, be it Manchester United, be it, you know, Dallas Cowboys, not now, obviously, but you get my point. And in CPL, you have the, this Forge team that have done so well from the inception. Um, you want to have that, that big, bad beast, don't you, where you can really root against them if you're an opposing fan base.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it just kind of na- happens naturally in any league. Um, you get the right people in the right positions. They hire well, and uh, that creates um, a culture, a winning culture. Um, it's it's the same reason why uh, some bad teams will always be bad right you can't you can't speak on that in a league as young as ours but if you look at you know uh, the NFL there's a reason why the browns are always not a good team like they might get a talented group together one year and make a bit of a run but nine years out of ten they just can't figure it out it's they got the wrong people up top the, these things all do start at the top it, it comes from leadership it comes from front office it comes from hiring well um, and then it builds something that is. Uh, you know, get some momentum and is a bit unstoppable. So um, that's what Forge has done in a short period of time, um, which is, you know, a lot of credit to them. It, it was obviously built on the back of Sigma. Uh, they, they would have had a lot of learning experience through that. Um, a huge, a huge advocation for having academies um, attached to these CPL clubs and, and potential um, uh, future women's league clubs and, and whatever else, right? I know financially it's not an easy thing to do, but uh, we can see how successful it can make them. Um, That stuff, that's a little bit more complicated. I can't speak on those things, but uh, it's a fact, right? Uh, Sigma and Foothills were the two um, CPL teams that had academies before the league started, and they have been far and away the two most successful clubs.
4: And Bobby might be the first manager to be procured by an MLS team or a higher league as well at some point. He came pretty close to the TFC job by... Um, what we hear. So yeah. that would be the next step, right? I think for CPO to see one of those, be it, be it Bobby or someone else, be seen from a higher league. Yeah, this guy's got it all together. He's going to be uh, someone we want to hire.
3: Yeah, we need the first to do it. And, and it seems like a matter of time for Bobby because his name gets thrown around a lot. Um, and uh, I mean, the only way he can prove it is by being given the opportunity. So um, for the league and for him, I hope that happens. Um, and uh, and I think there's other coaches around the league that could do the same thing. Why not, right?
4: Absolutely. Hey, as as a player, do you did you enjoy the current the new playoff format? I mean, obviously, it kept Ottawa Rudy and the hunt down you know to the wire there. Um, mm-hmm. Do you like it?
3: I'll say what I like about it is that we're we're trying to be very um, progressive. We're trying new things. Um, you you need to be um, new and exciting. And as a young league, you wanna you wanna do different things didn't make a ton of sense to me um just uh like for example there's 3 days cuz it came down to the final day there's 3 days to decide who was going to host that 4-5 game pacific ends up getting the 4-5 game um on a wednesday night with a couple days to sell tickets it ends up being a kind of an empty stadium so that was a little disappointing for me cuz last year we played pacific in the first round full sellout we played saturday saturday home and away uh went to the final um, the other side, soul, um, sell out, sell out at Calgary forge. Uh, we see forge in the final, huge, huge turnout. So I thought financially that made a lot of sense, even booking flights and that, um, probably saved some money for the clubs. Uh, this year it's exciting. There's been an exciting element about that bracket format and the single elimination. And, um, I, I think there's room for it to be tweaked. Um, but, uh, like I said, we, you have to be, um, you have to be able to try new things and, uh, and they put it out and it, it made the regular season exciting, of course. And uh, I think the playoff games have been exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, we're figuring out all kinds of stuff as players, as uh, front office, as everything, right? So, um, so yeah, as long as there's people that are excited, trying to do the right thing, I've got no problems with it. Um, and uh, we'll see how it all turns out. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Nate. Listen, mate. Thank you so much for this. Really enjoyed it. You're you're a fascinating fella. You really are. And we'll get you back on. And you know you can fill in for any of these losers at any time <laughs> as well. I think you got a lot to say. And we will make the trip to Ottawa at some point. We keep promising people that we speak to. Oh yeah, we'll be in your market soon. And one day we will. And uh, you you can serve us great wine from behind the bar after the match. Listen
3: yeah I would, I would love that you get to ottawa i'll take care of you guys we'll get you a nice meal we'll get you fed we'll get you a little bit of wine um thanks for having me on sorry about the internet issues uh hopefully jc he, he seems pretty good at hacker man he can probably edit that right oh like, dude, like i never left
0: the, the the garbage i have to put up with from these people is ridiculous so trust <laughs> me that was nothing and you can dude. find
2: nate where's the restaurant in uh little italy On yeah. Why don't you give that a little promo to find out? Uh, yeah,
3: it's on uh, on Preston Street. It's called Mati, M-A-T-I. It's a modern steakhouse and seafood bar, fresh oysters. some got a nice charcoal grill. Uh, we got some, Ooh. you know, Wagyu, Ooh. Australian Wagyu, Japanese uh, Kobe beef, um, some really good Canadian beef as well.
2: And you can uh, also yeah. find Nate uh, on his OnlyFans site. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys rope me week? into that one?
3: <laughs> I thought oh that was God. just your guys alone.
2: It's well, just great Wagyu. What do you prime? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, Sharms, he did everything right. He mentioned Fubo. He mentioned he got into the Tony Bet betting. This kid is he's a, gonna be our new apprentice.
4: Whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't get into it, so you gotta be careful. He's a professional footballer. Okay? Oh, that's right. Uh, however, that's right. Tony Bet I, is an official sponsor of CPL. So that's he right. could say that.
3: <laughs> okay. He would never make a bet himself. He just leaned a certain never. way. Never, yeah. never. <laughs> I just I just the way I see it am I allowed to say that?
4: you're fine you're fine it might be good for your career actually no? yeah, yeah. a little it's, bit of controversy you know. is not a bad thing necessarily
3: uh, tell that to my social media manager <laughs>
4: <laughs> well if you're in uh, in ottawa check out nate at his at, his, at the restaurant there be on uh, we just mentioned it. it'll be all over our twitter profile as well and uh he'll pour you a, a mean drink and you won't drop it because he's got very safe hands Nate, thanks pal, we will chat to you thanks, soon Thanks
3: guys, yeah, you're all absolute legends Appreciate it thanks, That is Nathan
4: Nate. Ingham, Atletico, Ottawa's goalkeeper And one of Ottawa's finest in many regards Interesting, eh? I want a glass of wine now Like really, generally mm. I want a glass of wine And I have got a, an Aussie Cab Sauv upstairs, I believe I'm going to crack this can of wine <laughs> mm. And wines the best. Were
6: you, were you saying I love you?
2: <laughs> Charms the one that he did mention that I've been really deep into is the Spanish Rioja. And, delicious, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's affordable. You can spend 15 20 bucks and get a great bottle of wine.
6: I think yep. You just like to say Rioja.
4: I Rioja. Do. I don't. Also, get the also the the starting right back for uh, Vasco da Gama. I don't know. I have no idea.
6: Just no, like microdente.
4: <laughs> micro dente. That's <laughs> that's right.
6: But also hey, hey. Nate is by far and away the nicest person to me on this podcast. Well, yeah, other than doesn't, Baby doesn't Jay tied well, with baby my... Jay, so I think Nate should come back like on yeah. a weekly basis. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He
5: yeah, hasn't figured out how to get rid of, of Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's just swap him in for, for Jimmy. Jimmy's out. Nate's in. <laughs>
4: Show of hands. Substitution. All right, Jimmy, you're out. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, Dubs, did you hear that Jorge Vilda's got a new job?
6: Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy Sorry. man.
1: This
6: is this is why, Traffable. as women Sorry. footballers, you can't just focus on what's happening on the pitch. You can't That's just crazy. worry about the
4: performance. What are they thinking?
6: I don't know. I mean, they just had just
4: it- no like. He's they have got to be tone deaf. Yeah, but
6: also Morocco, that was their first Women's World Cup. They made it through to the knockout round and then they ditched the coach. Like, oh, there's got to be somebody better out there. No, just kidding. We got Jorge Vilda.
4: Well, he did win the World Cup. He did. Mm. He's also, these players hate him with an absolute With
6: one giant caveat. Exactly.
4: And there's an investigation right now about him. He's part of it. So let's hire him. Seems safe. Yeah, yeah, it just staggering. it makes no
6: sense. Apparently they had, this is what I read about it. They had Luis Cortez. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Um, who was set to be the coach for Morocco. But then when he learned that Vilda would be technical director of youth teams, he said, absolutely fucking not. And then they just Ooh. gave it to Vilda.
4: It's one of those, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with that one? I could could tell
2: you what's going wrong is that uh, we are ranking back in Saudi Arabia. So me and Craig's uh, bone saws comments might not be working very well when Amy decides to join us over there for a year in her $40 million contract.
6: (laughs) Oh, my God, Craig Forrest. (laughs)
4: That's
6: a lot of Craig Forrest we just saw.
4: Holy (laughs) jeez. By the way, i got to tell you, I mean, Saudi Arabia is – I don't want them to see
2: my face. It's too late, brother. It's yeah, too late. So, right?
4: You're the one guy <laughs> that they could they could Google and pretty much find out all they need to know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean this listen, that's great news. <laughs> that We're once again <laughs> important in Saudi Arabia. Um but this this We uh, now have um, a women's
6: league, right?
4: Is do they? Yes. Women's announced.
6: I mean it, it's happening it's going they they have some players some notable players who have signed there for some big bank so it's the exactly what's happening in a men's game but on a smaller scale is happening in a women's game
4: we did you judge those players wow. that, that go there for the i
6: judge month? them harshly yes
4: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. you are judged by amy walsh
6: judged yep
4: um this uh our official OnlyFans fans page though. that really excites me i don't know what we're going to do yet it's pretty um, funny it really but we have to apologize. all
6: those porn bots too did you that's see that's what i was gonna apologize
4: about My God. the old algorithm uh, got geared up after we I, about that.
2: yeah so i put a hashtag and i apologize <laughs> to everybody especially our support our supporters club who actually did i think they did the same thing off of ours and mm-hmm. uh for the survey of which one of us would probably do only fans and
4: i think i won <laughs> and sharms got <laughs> zero votes <which> is- <laughs> No, it no changed. It, it changed zero for a while there, which I don't know whether I should be offended by that or or happy. Mm. Um, but me and JC in the end were were equal. But you and you and uh, the three of you were above us, I believe. Right, you're wow. on
6: the rise, as it were.
4: <laughs> I love it when you're above us,
2: <laughs> on top, as it were. Um, but uh, apologies because we did that hashtag only fans hashtag, and then porn bots took off.
4: So apologies oh to everyone. God. I didn't know that would happen. Or or, or you're welcome. Or thank you very much. Or perspective. Yes. Right? Perspective. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, so so how does it work though? So potentially people will now well, we have, at this point we're doing nothing, but if you have an OnlyFans page, JC, people yeah. need to now pay to, to watch that, correct? Well, here's the thing the minimum <laughs> you can charge is four ninety nine a month,
0: or it's free. Uh, You can put it up to $7,000 a month. Well, (laughs) if you'd like, I don't think we're quite there yet. So I think (laughs) what we should, what we got to do is maybe we should get some, some listener feedback to see what do people want to see us do? That's that we could show our, uh, you know, neighbors, etc. So not, so let's not get too crazy. Unless we're talking, you know, so no sure Jimmy, Jimmy would be up with you
2: know. <laughs> no talking.
0: But let oh, us know well. what you want to see us do. And if, I mean, for one, if, if you want to watch Craig's cats, watch Craig empty the dishwasher. That's
4: a thing. We his we dishwasher. Have to to make that video. So, we, so, so, are we, so are we are we setting the bar at five bucks a month. So what we'll that would that's, you pay five that, bucks a month to see that? Would yeah, exactly. So, so it's I like mean, Patreon, right?
0: Just discuss one hundred percent. exactly right which is it's yeah it's gross it's gonna be gross but it's gonna be great
6: so so two things i told jp the story that you guys were making fun of me for not knowing who john holmes was and also not knowing what OnlyFans was but that i did know what docking was and so we thought that was very funny everyone can feel free to (laughs) google that i had no idea what docking was
4: i I didn't know i googled it and i will never be yes
6: but you know jp reminded me that i do know who john holmes is because i'm a massive beastie boys fan so John oh. Holmes is in Get It Together. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Gotta we get, get it together. Communication.
2: I See just was listening. I fun. went down a yep. I went down a YouTube Beastie Boys uh spiral last night. I was on it probably about half an hour listening to all, uh, watching all their videos mm-hmm. uh, you said you were on uh, it you ended longer?
6: up watching porn <laughs> uh, well,
2: well yes and watching porn no I don't need to watch porn I've got a very vivid imagination Who and needs you look to be extra special <laughs> right now Craig Forrest I'm telling so, you
6: but this is the and then the second thing of what I was saying so I have an idea for content for OnlyFans so you can for 4.99 a month you maybe get the visual to our pod. So you get all of our lovely faces and and sort of the the bust, right? Some just slightly below shoulder and up. For seven thousand dollars a month, mm. if you subscribe, you get the basement cams. So <laughs> 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 What's happening below the table?
4: You You're right. a yeah.
6: to subscribers no, just out of curiosity. Say,
4: <laughs> that ain't worth seven thousand dollars to say that much. <laughs> I'm
6: cam. I'm
2: gonna get a cock ring then.
6: Oh my god! <laughs>
2: I'm gonna get Prince Albert. That's like
6: lipstick on a pig. Come on,
4: <laughs> Prince Albert. Oh, all right. So, um, I have I, a pigtail. Um, That's probably it. Yeah, it's over an hour.
6: <laughs> um We're
4: back on one socket tomorrow.
6: <laughs> we have nothing
4: to talk about.
6: Yeah, right. No, we got lots.
4: Nothing logs, to talk about. Nothing to talk about. Let us know what you want to talk,
6: about, talk about on One Soccer as well.
4: Canadian bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian bacon. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been Freddie oh Bryan. My God. <laughs> and um, keep buying newspapers. Thank you, TonyBet.ca and TV. We thank you very much. Jimmy Brennan should be back with us tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, till then. If not, Nate will be. Yeah.
6: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's Nate <laughs> to Nate
4: Ingham of Atletico, Ottawa cool, cool dude alright, laters follow us on Twitter
0: at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG